Here we are. Uh, I'm backstage at Le Théâtre Fairmont at Pop Montreal with Olivier Corbeil. He's not only uh, one of the uh, co-owners of the place, he's also uh, the bass player of the stills. I don't want to say formally of the stills, but we'll maybe talk about that in the interview. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you, Mikey? I'm super great. I'm really happy for you with your new club. It's uh, the ex uh, Mile End Club, which is a legendary club here in Montreal. It's been the ex Club Soda. Correct. Before Club Soda. Um, this place has a lot of history. Now, you have a lot of history yourself. I mean, you've been around the scene here for almost two decades. Holy yeah. fuck, G. So, Oliver used to play in a band called The Stills uh, that I personally, myself, was a huge fan of. A lot of the kids uh, grew up on that. Montreal has been uh, very, 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 very uh, talked about town and music ever since you started. You were kind of there when everything was happening. Everything's been changing uh, since then. A lot of shit's been changing. Can you give us an example of how things have evolved in Montreal and how it looks like in the face of the world compared to when you were in the band to now? Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge because I'm not really playing in bands anymore. So it's, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. You know, Since the stills, I worked a little bit with Just for Laughs. I, I worked a little bit with I Love Neon. And now I'm, I'm, I, Fairmount is like my... My next big project, I guess, after the stills, the big thing that I'm involved in. So I'm seeing music in a different angle, which is the more of the, the side of not being a musician, but being on the other side. So, I mean, if there's anything that I've that I've noticed uh, massively, and I don't know if it's generational or whatnot, but when in in the early 2000s, when when everything was happening with like us, uh, Interpol, the AAS, uh, White Stripes, the Strokes, there was a movement. There was like a rock and roll movement that reemerged after like, you know, it was. You know the late '90s, early 2000s, or well, so much Limp Biscuit and shit. Yeah, it was just you know like cool, like rock was sort of dead, had been dead since like you know grunge or whatever. Um, and George W. Bush was in power, and it you know it was just great. Everybody had something to bitch about, and we're all kind of together on it. Um, but I feel that with the internet becoming what it is, I feel that there's less of a divide now. There's ne music is is less divisive, and everybody kind of listens to everything. Like, I, I know people, they're like, yeah, I like Taylor Swift, and I like, you know, Arcade Fire, or I like Arcade Fire, and then I like Adele, or I like Adele, and I like, you know, Tame Impala. So, that's the biggest difference I see, because it used to be that if you liked The Strokes, you, you didn't like whatever the pop thing was. They were completely separate. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I found that's different now. Yeah, you actually lived in that moment, and your, your band went through that moment where the internet was was taken over now you know the, the the whole digital age was happening right around that time but you actually came out at a, t at a time where like you had to know who that band was in order to like you know get in but you you were at the right place at the right time i want to say and you kind of you kind of you survived that whole like transition you came you still had a record come out after the whole digital age stuff but there's been a lot of changes since then but i it just feels like you guys were just so present in before the internet was present like you know, it was just like a a natural buzz. That's what was cool about you guys. Now, I know I don't want to go too long into this subject, but uh, as a fan, as a friend, I always want to know what's going on. I know that you've got different members uh, in Toronto right now doing their thing. Give us a little scoop about what's happening with the members now, where they are, what they're doing. Cool, yeah. So, uh, well, we'll talk about all of them. So, uh, Dave is in Toronto, has moved to Toronto after the band, uh, Dave Hamlin. Stills and he uh, the last we, we keep in touch but not daily but you know we, he's my oldest friend in the world I met him in kindergarten so we've known each other for 30 years um, so if you do that math I'm 35 ha. 
Um, and Dave just finished putting the last touches, uh, co-producing the new Tragically Hip record. And, and now he's finishing up his solo record. He had done eight and a half, but now he's doing like a solo. Eight and a half is with him and Liam of, you're also your keyboardist. Of the stills, yeah. And with uh, Justin Peroff from, from Book and Soul Search Scene. Um, so, so Dave's doing that. Now Liam has uh, worked on, is working, I believe, on the new Metric record. And he's also ha- worked on the Stars record that just came out. And there, I can't say, but he might also be, you know, joining a band, but nothing, it's not for sure yet. That it's never for sure for him, but he just pops up on stages just like every other four months. Yeah, exactly. But he might be actually joining a pretty, a pretty big band. So we're, and well, it's on hold. Uh, Julian, our old drummer, is the drummer for Cal de Pirate. So he tours a lot with her. He's about to go on the road with her and for a really long time. So that's cool. I'm super happy for him. Uh, Tim is just is launching his new record with his band called Voices. That's V-O-I-Z-E-S. Uh, and uh, it's super cool stuff, like uh, weird, like punk electro, like very cool vibes. Um, and uh, Greg, who was on the first record with us, is uh, the co-owner or owner of Arts Cafe in the Mile End, which is funny because we have businesses that are two blocks from each other. And he's also one of the co-owners of San Miguel and Z, which is this awesome like restaurant in Little Italy. So it's all mostly music, except for me and Greg are a bit more on the business end of things. But speaking I'm, of, is that is that do you miss playing music? I mean, you've you've that's all you did for the longest time, and you uh, transitioned pretty fast. Do you do you, do you miss doing it? I I actually started uh, missing it in the past few months. It, now I've actually you needed that break to realize what you were yeah. well I, I, I didn't need to realize anything I just needed a break gotcha. and um, now that we're on the topic I know the stills I, I keep asking you every time I'm drunk what's happening are you guys gonna do something and you guys are like you look optimistic uh, you look you know like there's there's something that that can happen it's not dead right it, it's not it's not cremated <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, that's that's all you got to say. Yeah, I guess it's it's you know the it's maybe in a coma. It's not cremated though. I like the coma thing. Yeah. We want to bring it back to life. If you, I, I told you, I got your CPR. If you need anything, you know. Perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What's your uh, favorite moment uh, on the road or being in the stills? Like you've been all over the world. You've traveled everywhere. What's what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about your favorite story? It's always usually comes back to opening for Paul McCartney and hanging out with Paul McCartney. That's oh, you can't beat that. It's hard to beat. I mean, you know, lo- really lucky, lucky, grateful. And um, what would uh, what would what do you expect in the next couple up- upcoming years in Montreal? Now that you're a club owner, you're seeing the shift in music, it's all the venue. scenes. It's, it's, it's venue. Club. club sounds sleazy. It's a venue. It's a music venue. Gotcha. I understand. And uh, now that you're so implicated in music venues and you're seeing all these different waves of bands coming through what's the future like for montreal in your point of view um i i think that there's gonna be i think the edm thing is really powerful right now or or techno or electronic music whatever you want to call it i think it's this is as big as it's gonna get i think that's might start going down a little bit and i think people are gonna want to go back to that rock and roll thing, something more organic. I think I feel that coming on. So I think Montreal's gonna have, because Montreal's always gonna have bands because it's so cheap. Uh, as long as it stays cheap, there's gonna be a lot of bands. And as long as bands like Arcade Fire are 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 waving the, you know, whatever the flag or they're the leaders of a of a great of the indie rock movement, Montreal's gonna have that that thing. Uh, I think that we're gonna see, or I guess I'd like to see 
I don't know if that's what we're gonna see, but I'd like to see like something that's raw and angry and poppy that you know that. Blink One Eighty Two. I want to hear Nirvana again. I don't know why. I I don't know if it's nostalgia. I was speaking to Tim about this the other day. I, I was saying, you know, it, how many bands do we know right now that um, or maybe we don't know that many bands. I don't know, but that it, it's really poppy, really hooky songwriting, but with a really powerful like heavy punk rock screaming edge and we couldn't really come up with much we came up with a lot of bands where it's not really they're not really screaming or they're they're or they're they're only screaming you know and you can't you know like i know what you mean actually i fell on something the other day that gave me that feeling when i first saw that 1979 video by smashing pumpkins you know that feeling you had you're like wow this is you just it breathed life and it spoke to you it just spoke about your youth and everything I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down for you there's a band called Dilly Dally with a song called Desire they're playing M for Montreal this November there's something about this band I'm, I'm gonna leave the name I know what you're talking about and when I saw that video it gave me hope and I and I'm expecting that same hope as you for that music to come back and make an impact and I think it's I think we're due for that and I think Montreal like every single genre that comes out it seems like Montreal is always on top of their game you did your part in your time and I really wish you the best of luck uh, before we go I, this is Pop Montreal. We're doing music festival coverage. What do you have playing at your club this week? That uh, that you, yeah. What do I have playing at venue. You don't like the sleazy club, the no. venue. What's coming through your venue yes. at Pop Montreal this year? Okay, so we got uh, we have uh, the Sonics. That uh, was last night. Correct. That was last night. That was uh, everyone. All I know, everywhere I went, everyone was coming here. It seemed like it was the place to be. It was incredible. And actually, the the bass player for the Sonics was the guy from the Kingsman. And uh, the, he didn't have a, a, a backup bass. So I have my bass here that I toured with the Stills for like a decade. So I was like, hey man, uh, you can use this if you want as a backup. He's like, ah, oh, cool. He strapped it on and played it. I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. And then his head busted and I have my, my bass gear here. So then I was like, hey man, you can borrow my head. So during the show- Oliver to the rescue. Yeah, so during the show, I was just like bobbing my head at the bar and like tons of my friends were here. They're like, oh wow, this is amazing. And I was like, hey, and he's playing my bass head. And it, it was super cool. And um, and then south, so that was epic. The Sonics were incredible. Tonight, uh, it's Michael or Mikal Cronin. Cronin. I, I just uh, call him Mike now. Yeah, Mike Cronin. Uh, super cool stuff. And then tomorrow, it's Viet Cong, which is yeah. going to be explosive and fun. And then on our last night of pop, it's the Arts and Crafts Showcase. Uh, and the headliner is the Cribs. Cribs? on the Are they with Arts and Crafts? Uh, oh, no. I, I don't know. Interesting. You used to be with the Arts and Crafts family yourself with the Stills. The third record, yeah. Third record. You were on Vice Records, Atlantic Records. No, we, and were Vice, we were Vice Atlantic for the two first records and the Arts and Crafts for the third one. Funny how Vice uh, doesn't really dabble much in the record world anymore, but how weird is it to know that they're like one of the most like upcoming companies, like uh, media companies in the world now, and you, uh, you're one of the first bands to put out a record with them, and that's a Montreal company, and it's quite of an honor, honestly. It, it, the, the greatest story about that is that me and Tim went to New York City. Well, greatest. It's one of the funny stories about that. Me and Tim went to New York City uh, in July, and uh, we texted uh, Sarouche, who was one of the founders of Vice, and basically him and, and Shane and maybe a couple of other guys were the main guys. And so we're like, hey man, we should text Sarouche, maybe he's around, you know? So we were drinking at uh, Ontario Bar in Williamsburg, and we're like, hey Sarouche, uh, Oliver and Tim over here, uh, hey man, you around and wanna grab a drink or, you know, hang out? And he, was, he wrote back, he was like, oh, like half an hour later, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm in Mogadishu. <laughs> And uh, probably doing a story or something. Yeah, something like that. He's like, I'm in Mogadishu, but uh, oh, I miss you guys, man. Next time in Montreal, let's grab a drink. 
And I was like, all right, cool, sounds good. And then the next day we were driving back home and uh, I go, hey man, just, just for fun, we should Google what Sarusha's net worth is, just for fun. Oh my God. And, uh, and we went on the, the, the net worth uh, website or whatever and it was like, Sarusha Alvey is worth $400 million. <laughs> And I was like, that is the richest person to ever text me. And he put out your first or second record. He, he put out uh, our two first records. Yeah. Should I text him now and say, what's up with the re-release, the re-issue? I, I, I think that we'd have to speak to Atlantic, and I don't think they're very happy with us. Another story. Oliver, thank you so much. You do, uh, you've done so much in Montreal uh, as a person who lives here. You've done a lot even before I moved here, and you still continue to do things. You're great. Thank you for your time. We're out. Shoot Glad with Oliver. Thank you so much, man. Peace. Thank you, Mikey. Cheers.